everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. It's like Jared on that one. Glad I let you cuss by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you said it internally, it's just as bad. I thought it. Hello, okay. ladies and gentlemen. With you, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Rod Rahila. Glenn Rocks here. And your boy, Kyle Reed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a special shout out to a loyal listener. I'm just kidding. He's probably never listened to a single episode. Never. Uh, But a dear friend of all of ours at GYST Podcast, our boy, Jake Peterson, welcoming baby number five. Oh, yeah. Baby number five. Basketball team is complete. So, Jake, my man, congratulations, brother. Yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hand the microphone over to Glenn Rux, who is the creator of today's topic. Creator. Creator. Ooh. Oh, man. I am a creative dude, let me tell you. Creator? Curator? Something like that, too. Both. Uh, yeah. Coordinator? Cool. Mm, well, I don't know. It depends on if this episode's bad or not, you know, so <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll get cremated afterwards. Uh, no, um, I, came across a, okay. I came across a situation which... I know happens out there in the world. It's happened a couple times in my life, but uh, it's been a few years where um, my value at work has been questioned. Now, my value, uh, my work ethic, um, and the, the, the thought behind the questioning was, well, you haven't advanced your career. You haven't shown ambition to move forward. So you obviously are not doing something right at your job. Leadership never saw any value to advance you. How'd it make you feel? Well, it it made me feel like I was devalued, like I had no value in the eyes of the person talking to me. Hmm. And this person is in a position of leadership too, so that kind of adds to that. And if that's the way they're viewing me behind the scenes, um, what are they saying to others about me? Mm-hmm. What are they saying to other leadership about me? Yeah. Um, That does kind of hurt, especially when I know the value of my work. I know what I do. Um, As a matter of fact, at at Zones, I don't think I've ever really had my my efforts questioned in that way. Um, But, you know, it's one of those those things I think we go through. and, And when we come across these situations and and you feel like uh someone's questioning you you do deal with those self-doubts of well is my effort really being valued are they valuing valuing me and my efforts and my my contributions here am i wasting my time and it's kind of a hard difficult thing to deal with so it sounds almost like the topic could be how to recognize if you are a valued employee. Could be, yeah. It could also be a, a moment for leadership to stand up and go, you know what, just because a person hasn't moved forward in, into different career paths does not necessarily mean 
they're doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone likes what they're doing. Like me, I love what I'm doing. Aside from a few little hiccups there and there, but we all have the issues with random people. But I, yeah, I, I enjoy this, what I do. I have this one issue with this guy I work with. Um, always gets you the wrong skews. Wrong skews. Yeah, he's just always using weird voices. It's really awkward. I don't know who that would be, but no. So, um, Troy, you said you said something about whether or not you feel as a valued employee. At, did you look at this and give yourself a gut check and say, hey, someone's questioning my ambition because I've been in the same role for six years, right? It looks bad on LinkedIn in professional circles. It looks bad on a resume. Even though you're happy and completely content with what you're doing, and I use the word content uh, specifically, not complacent, right? I believe right. there's a huge difference there personally. So definitely. Um, don't take offense to that. No, no, no. Con- if you content do, in, if you do go in, to hell. No, content liking what you're doing versus complacent, not advancing what you're doing. Yeah, agreed. So um, even though you seem to be okay with it, did you have you asked yourself questions like, do I plan to retire doing this? Do I see myself here in five years or 10 years? All the time. All the time. I'm always asking myself, do I want to be here next year, mm-hmm. two years from now? Do you think that now? that's maybe what she was asking you? Like, what is your long-term plan? Not in this case. The the attitude, and it could be just in the personality of this person. Maybe yeah. I'm, and don't, I don't want you to think I'm defending. I have no, 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 no. This no, person no. I get is. it, and and it could possibly be a personality. Just clash. trying to flip it, right? Look at it from the other side. So look look internally at yourself. Maybe five years ago, I probably would have thrown someone through the wall for suggesting something like that to me. But yeah, I I look at it. You know, I'm I'm Sounds offended. I'm offended. Um, but I'm also trying to look at it from maybe I'm just not understanding her personality. I'm, I'm holding out that hope that I'm just misinterpreting her, her inflections and her words. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could possibly be that she's asking if I'm looking for advancement within the, the organization. Yeah. Hmm. What, what animal is she? Hmm. I would say she is probably an owl. And by that, we're referring to personality traits. Personality traits. Past right. episodes of the yeah. podcast, yeah. you guys can check out as well. So owl um, meaning she's she tends to be more analytical, more yeah. by the books, more you mm-hmm. know, facts and figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas you are a lion. Yeah. And you Puffy tend to chest out. Kind of be the same, but also one of the traits, one of the things that I think might be happening is one of the traits of a lion is like Kyle just said, you know, puff your chest out. So if you get questioned, you go into fighting mode automatically. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times things could be misinterpreted. I don't know if that is the case. I'm just talking out no, loud. Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally right. allowing for that at this point. It, I'm hoping that that's all this is, mm-hmm. that it was just a reflex defense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people's emotions and, and words towards me. So one question I do I have for you, Glenn, is in my recently released program, 30 Day Life Reset. What? <laughs> Sorry. Shameless plug. 
they will always be happening. Um, <laughs> Just so you know, Daddy got to pay the bills. Is, is Kyle Reed's going through the program right well, now. Why do we call this a shameless plug? It's not shameless. It's not shameless. You're right. No, it's not. Um, it's, it's cool. I mean, a, a hair plug is a shameless plug. You oh, are. Wow. I can't handle you right now. So, <laughs> go ahead. <bro. laughs> so on, on, on the very first day, day one of 30 Day Life Reset, we mm-hmm. talk about motivation. And one of the things that I say is when it comes to employment, you should have a new role every four years. That's what the majority of the, of the recruiters believe as well as hiring managers believe. They, they say it shows a nice balance of ambition as well as a nice balance of really maximizing your role. Yeah. And one of the things that we brought up, we did an episode a long time ago, Kyle, Something about like when to know when it's time to leave your job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that we brought up was don't even look for a new job unless you have mastered your current job. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you've been in this role for, for six now? Almost six, yeah. Almost six. Would, yes or no, would you say you've mastered it? Yes. Would you say there's very little for you to learn now? At that role, yes. Okay. So with that, what is your belief on you should have a new role every four years to have a nice balance of ambition as well as mastering a role? I think that's going to depend mainly on the person. Like I said, I, if, if you really enjoy your job, mm-hmm. do you need to change it every four years? If you love what you're doing, like would you, would you change personal development every four years and go to, let's say, uh, I don't know meditation training in four years <laughs> or would you go to i don't know maybe uh maybe a, a class on crocheting every in the next four years so in that case what i would say is the meditation one yeah because that's that's a change in role not a change in career right whereas crocheting would be but um but but the reason why i bring that up is because one of the things that i did for a long time hmm. Because in my previous employment, where where you stated earlier, um, I was in the same, pretty much the same role my entire career there. Mm-hmm. And I got asked, you know, would you like to move up? Would you like to move up? And I said, no, because I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. And my ambition came into question several times. And I said, I enjoy what I do. It wasn't until I left that I realized I was just justifying why I was still there. I, I had convinced myself it's just not that bad. I was sitting on nails. It wasn't until I had the chance to get an external point of view that I realized if, if I enjoy something, that's great. Is a long-term payoff going to be there? And I don't mean just in career, you mm-hmm. know, but could I retire from this? Is is this setting me up for a positive retirement experience? Am I going to be making enough? Am I going to be saving enough? Am I, you know, those kinds of things start playing. Is that something that you've wondered or questioned at all? Whether I was just settling or not. Um... And is this role... So, so you said you enjoy. It, if right? I'm wondering if this role can lead other places, yeah, I'm. I'm always looking at that, going, you know what, this could lead other places. 
Do I think it'll lead within the same organization? Probably not. Um, but it does offer me the opportunity to connect with people who are in the areas where I'd like to go. Because it almost sounds like this, and, and Kyle, I'd love to get your thoughts on it, but it almost mm -hmm. sounds like this experience that just happened recently with your with your manager. Was, almost a kickstart. Was kind of like your you realizing that you're sitting on the nail. It, it's got you going. It's got me going. I don't know if I was sitting on a nail because there wasn't really anything uncomfortable about my job whatsoever. Not even where I was justifying it saying, you know what, it's, it's not that bad. No, um, not your job, your life. Oh, well, my job is what you do, right? Right. Your, as, your job is for, also what limits what your life is. There's a lot of nails in life that we sit on. I've been working on pulling a lot of those nails up over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying nails in life, but like in reference to Rohit mentioning sitting on a nail, right? Because I think I'm kind of doing the same mm -hmm. thing and we'll, we'll justify things till we're blue in the face. One of the things I wrote down we, when you mentioned uh, if you like what you do, you shouldn't change it, right? And I think that that's blue collar mentality. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about being in the professional world, and my dad's always worked blue-collar gigs, right? I come from a lower-middle-class family. So I get it. I understand it. And hearing you talk about your family and, and your dad being a pastor and being at different churches all over the place, right? Same kind of concept. Mm -hmm. In a professional world, the expectation is different. The expectation is if you're somewhere too long, you have no ambition, and you're not content, you're complacent. So the sitting on the nails thing, although it may seem like it's okay, I think in both situations, right? I've I've bounced a couple different roles back and forth. Mm -hmm. The role wasn't that much different. It was a job title change. They changed the role a little bit over here. So I moved over here to this side and moved back to this side. But it's been like the same, realistically, three jobs mm -hmm. that I've bounced between, right? Mm -hmm. um, not much different. So when we take a look at that, why are we not maximizing? If we know you're not going to be in that role and retire in that role, mm -hmm. if you know you're not going to retire with an organization, why don't we maximize the time while we're there instead of just sitting on that nail? Why don't I? Well, yeah, why don't I? We're talking about you, so I'm saying we. I'm including right. myself in this. Um, but I'm also asking you. It's a very good question. I'm taking steps right now to actually advance myself in other areas. Yeah. This was kind of a quick jump start to move me towards that, though. Mm -hmm. hmm. do, do you think either of you, because I, I know that this is true of myself in certain roles, I didn't believe that I could succeed in that role where I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to succeed, right? And be looked at like, oh, this guy had all this potential, but he can't execute this or that or whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. Looking back on your stint, did you, did you ever realize that, okay, maybe I just told myself I didn't believe I could do it. Why did you just keep coming and work every single day for the same thing? with no end in mind. Did you believe that? Or Glenn, did you believe that, that you may not potentially succeed? Not that you don't want the stress and the 
issues of dealing with middle management woes, right? Mm-hmm. If you know that you're not going to retire in this role, why not maximize and make your resume look better? Is is it because of that? You, you mentioned self-doubt creeped in. What, one of the interesting things is reward and, and how it shows up. So what I mean by that is in in my previous role, which which is the same role that, that Glenn has, you get it it's got its pluses and minuses. It's got its pluses because you're experiencing the best of everything. Mm-hmm. You you get you get wine and dined by the company oh, yeah. that you represent as well as the company that you work for. You know, you you get benefits from both you know you get a lot of free stuff it's it's fun being in that role and environment and for me that was one of the things that i really enjoyed and then you have to think about it if the sales mentality is if if kyle if you do great in sales i'm going to give you a thousand dollar tv and here's your thousand dollar tv now you feel good you're like yeah like babe like I got this thousand dollar TV, like, you know, I'm being recognized or I can give you a thousand dollar raise per year. Mm -hmm. It all equates to the same thing, but we would much rather get the TV because it's an, it's an expense that we wouldn't do on ourselves. If you, if you make an additional thousand dollars, you don't think about it. Exactly. What you just said is how I treat gift cards, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Right. I'll buy something with a gift card that I wouldn't buy with my money. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid, realistically. Because it's still... Because I need to treat that gift card like it's my money. Yeah. And use it for groceries or bills or whatever the fuck else. Something that is conducive to me Mm -hmm. allowing myself to put other money elsewhere. Investments and savings or whatever else, right? Sorry. It just made me think of it. It was a sidetrack, but it's the same mentality. Yeah. And and I think Mm -hmm. so because because what that's doing is you are allowing yourself to purchase something you wouldn't normally purchase. 100%. And that's what salespeople do. Mm-hmm. I'll give you this if you achieve this and you feel good about yourself. So it's difficult to leave that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I saw what the next step up would be, it was a ton of stress for not that much money at all mm-hmm. and no none of the perks of working with multiple clients and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why when whenever I was asked if I'd like to move up, I always said no, because I had gotten used to living off X amount of dollars per year. I settled. Well, yeah, 100%. But this also, I think, kind of leads into the topic that we're going to talk about soon. Mm -hmm. You were only looking at one thing. You were looking at the present. Yeah. You, you didn't have the mental capacity to look five, 10 years down the line at that particular time. Exactly. Exactly. I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, when it, same thing happened when I was at Microsoft, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was so fortunate. I, I worked for a, a group at Microsoft called Worldwide Retail Services. So they're the ones who do all of the retail stuff, not Microsoft stores, but like when you Partner go to stores, yeah. like Best Buy or uh, wherever. Exactly. Everything from training to designing the, the, the displays that you see, everything like that. So we represented office, 
Xbox, like at the time, Zoom, like oh, Windows. Zoom. Oh my gosh! So, I found my Zoom the other day. Yeah. So imagine going to, you know, you come home from work, and all of a sudden there's a package on your doorstep, and there's a nice little Xbox for you. That's great. Here's some, Glenn. You remember when I was there? Mm-hmm. I got every new game that was out. Yeah. You know, and and that kept me there. I never played Xbox. I had Xbox parties all the time. Glenn would come to them all the time. Everyone else would play. I'm giving out games. I've got so many. At one point, I got 50 controllers shipped to my house. Holy Remember shit. Remember that? That's mm. crazy. Yeah. So just I, give them away. I was getting, yeah, you know, I was getting all this stuff. And it just made me feel wanted. It made me feel cool because it's like, yeah, like, you know. Rewards. Rewards. Like a dog treat. Like a dog treat. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And it, and it kept me there for a very long time. Do you think the same is true of a commissioned sales rule? Absolutely. Because I feel that like daily, right? So, I mean, that's obviously. Because that's, that's what, what you're in right now. That's what I'm in right now. For, for, right? So, that's the allure that keeps me here. Now, so. are you, I know the answer, but but are mm-hmm. you 100% or are you base plus? Base plus. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for the, for the for audience. The yeah. Audience. Base plus. Um. So that commission is a lure that keeps me in a sales role, right? So when we talk about the same exact discussion with a role like mine, it's accepted to be in the role, it seems, professionally, but not at the same location. It's almost expected that you go and work for another organization and do something or work direct or work for a bigger, larger, more complex solution as you advance, right? So that's sort of the quote unquote advancement, if you will, in, I think anyway, in a sales role, because I think salespeople get pigeonholed to sales, mm-hmm. no matter what you sell. So cars, you sell dishwashers, you sell IT equipment, whatever it is, you're a salesperson, you have the it factor that is sales that most people don't have and can't develop. So with that being said, with this conversation, I think the ambition of a salesperson is that next dog treat of the commission. That's what that's what they go after. And they don't think long term beyond, okay, could I parlay this into a sales leadership role, director, vice president, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the next step in that. I think we're really going to have fun with the next topic then. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. Glenn, when you brought this up, so clearly you felt devalued. I did. Because your ambition was questioned. Do, outside looking in, this person doesn't know you. Do you think that's an unfair question? Honestly. Outside in? I can tell you my answer, if you want. But I want you outside like, in. I would say it's a fair question. The I, way it was I, asked, I would I would question. Yeah. How would you ask yourself? I, I would say, Glenn, what are your ambitions to move up in this company? Do you have ambitions to move up in this company? The, the simple question like that would have been a lot better than the way it was worded to me. And I'm, I could be just, you know, again, I'm just going to hope that I'm, I'm able to chalk this up to just maybe just a personality or miswording. Mm-hmm. I think the next question is, then if, if you do chalk it up to that and you move on, are you in this role for six more years? No. Okay. Why not? If you like it and it takes care of you financially, why not? 
because it's what kept you there for the last six years? I think because I'm looking to advance in different areas mm -hmm. and I've done everything I can possibly do in that role. Yeah. And the areas I'm looking to advance do not include this place. Yeah. Because I don't think they have the roles for that there. Mm -hmm. So this conversation you had recently is what has triggered that thought process. Yeah. The conversation was uncomfortable. It seems like it was because it's uh, yeah, bothering yeah, clearly. It, it it bothered. I I wouldn't say uncomfortable out you know outside of like a comfort zone. I'm mm -hmm. more than willing to have someone tell me I'm doing something wrong if I'm doing it wrong at work. Yeah. But to be openly this constructive like feedback. That. Constructive though, right? feedback is is one thing versus, hey asshole, you you have no value because you don't want to go here. That's what that's the picture. That's the picture I, I got in my head from the yeah. way I was asked. Now, granted, those weren't the exact words, right? No. She didn't say, Hey asshole, you have no value. Yeah. And but she again, said, Hey, the perception of you is you've been in this role for six years. You're doing you something seem wrong. You seem complacent. Not content. You seem complacent. That's not, what she's not in those not in those words. No, that's not what she said, right? But it, to me, that, that's my perception right. of the discussion. Right, wrong, indifferent. Um, that's my perception of it because that's her perception of, mm -hmm. of you not knowing you right outside looking in. So, you mentioned it's a fair question outside looking in. I would, I think, believe the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't be happy having that conversation with somebody either on, on either side of that table. So when we think about those things, what can be done to prevent it? Ask ourselves the question ahead of time. If we all know that this is not in our plans five or 10 years from now, what are we doing about it? If we're not looking at five or 10 years from now, what are we doing about that? Do we even realize that we don't have the mental capacity to look five or ten years from now. Maybe, maybe not. But I think it's something to ask. And the conversation could have been avoided when you mastered your job three and a half years ago. <laughs> Four. Five. Oh, you're giving yourself that much credit, huh? For that role? Yeah. I stumped you last year. You didn't stump me last year. <laughs> Sucker, please. <laughs> I know where you work and I know what you need me to do. So, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so one question for you guys is, I, I went to this one advanced seminar that was fascinating because they, they had us write down judgments that we have about other people, right? Things that, that they do that we don't like or, you know, things that bother us, things mm -hmm. like that. Kind of like pet peeves or? Pet peeves, yeah. Okay. And, um, and they said what's what's really interesting is we see what we are. And when we get upset at people for having certain traits or, or being a certain way, it's really us being upset at ourselves. You know, if you're upset with someone for this, hold up a mirror because you're really upset with yourself. And How's that? one example was that I wrote down is I had friends who were always late, hmm. you know, 
let's meet at five. At five ten, they're letting me know they're running late. You've, you're already late at that point. And it, and it used to, it used to upset me. And once I did this exercise, I took a look at my own behavior. I'm always late. I'm that guy for other people. And so I was going to say, from that, <laughs> I changed my behavior because I recognized I'm being upset at that trait because I do it myself. Got it. My own value was being questioned by me because other people are questioning my value. So I used to get defensive. Got it. Okay, now it makes sense. Now that makes sense. So is it that we're really upset at ourselves? Mm. So for for example, in this one, Glenn, like, you know, the manager said this, she's questioning your ambition. Is it subconsciously you're really upset at yourself because now you are questioning your own ambition and questioning whether or not you've settled? Or because you haven't done something about it before. Yeah. Some deep stuff here. Mm-hmm. It could be. It's going to take some soul searching on this one. I like it. I like that you said late too, because clearly I'm always late. And I would make the joke that you guys, there's no way anyone should be later than me. If I'm ready, <laughs> I shouldn't have to wait for anybody, guys. What the fuck is going on? You know, like the sur- <laughs> like the GYST survey results that we got. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, everyone said late, 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 late. Except for Kyle. Except for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Soon as I show up, we're ready to go. I don't understand, guys. I show up, we record immediately. It's great for me. But, you know, I mean, I think this is so interesting because I recognize that I did this just the other day. Um, So Monday I had surgery Hmm. and my dad's the one who took me to to the surgery center and back. So we were talking, I'm letting him know that, you know, I'm looking for a job and stuff like that. So he asked how the business is going, you know, and I was like, well, it's going well. It's just not where, you know, I thought it would be at this point because of, because of myself, you know, and he started questioning my dedication towards it. And I got defensive, you know, Mm -hmm. looking back at it now, or even in that moment, I knew it. I knew in that moment, he's absolutely 100% right. (laughs) I know it, you know? But I didn't want to. how dads can do that, right? (laughs) But I didn't want to admit it to myself. You know, it's still when I when I think about wasting time on you know what you could have been doing instead of what you did do. To me, no matter how I take a look at it, going out, uh, watching movies, uh, watching TV, um, hanging out with friends, all that stuff was more important to me than my true passion in life, which is to help people. Because obviously based off results, that's what I did. Hmm. I had this, you know, about two year span where I could have really developed this. I could have, you know, touched people's lives. But to me, do I want to impact people's lives positively? Or do I want to watch one more episode of Jersey Shore? Frasier, isn't it? Right now it is, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, when, when you balance both things based off my results, I'd rather watch an episode of Jersey Shore. I'm wildly disappointed you used that show as an example. I love Jersey Shore. But it is t-shirt time. Yeah. What? T-shirt time. Oh, yeah. And um, Mikey got married. I've, I've been doing what I can to help you, man. We haven't gone to a movie in a while. <laughs> yeah. Glenn's been busy gaming. Right. But, but I think that's, that's important is, you know, when, whenever someone questions our ambition... We get defensive. Mm-hmm. Is it because they're right? 
and we just don't want to admit it to ourselves. We're not questioning ourselves. There's no mirror for ambition. Because we question ourselves based off our intentions. Yeah. And oh, other, yeah. Other people's, other people, we question ourselves on our intentions. We question others on their results. Yeah. Right. When it, we should do it the other way around. And so that's what was happening is, you know, mm-hmm. your, your manager was questioning your results. And in this case, your results your results weren't necessarily your goals. Your results was were just your ambition in life. So she she put that into question. And so when you got upset, and you said, you know, if this was way before, you would have, you know, blown a gasket. Mm-hmm. Is it that she maybe is right in questioning your ambition? I think that's that's the interesting question. Have have we made ourselves so comfortable that we have fallen into bare minimum mode, which was the topic of our last episode? Yeah. Hmm. Everyone's bare minimum. I think is a little bit different too, right? That's true. Not everyone wants to be a billionaire. Um, but I don't. Think don't they? Have... You think everyone wants to be a billionaire? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I think we settle. I think that's a good topic. I'm going to write it down while you guys wrap this one up. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wrap it up. It's called Kyle Reed's Two Minute Takeaway. I haven't wrapped for a reason, years, fellas. <laughs> hey, you take it easy. I have- wonder how many little Kyles are running around out there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, to do the Kyle Reed's famous Two Minute Takeaway, I'm going to hand the microphone over to Glenn Rucks here. So, Glenn, why don't you lead us out, buddy? Well, ambition, value, are you looking at your own life? Are you getting defensive? These are things we need to ask ourselves when we're questioned. And heck, if we can, let's avoid the questions altogether. Question yourself. Make sure you're going in the right direction. I think that's the only way we're going to find where we really want to be. So if we're constantly questioning ourselves, make sure they're positive questions that lead you to the right answers. <laughs> Stay positive about it. You know, you avoid those negative thoughts. And don't throw someone through a wall when they question you. Please. It, it would look bad. GYST definitely does not condone any violence against anyone else. Um, Glenn Rucks, maybe, but um, no. So find the right ambition. Always look to improve yourself and move forward. That's what I got for today. Gracias, mi amigo. De nada. Gracias. De nada. De nada. Well, with all that said, y'all, we appreciate you listening. Tune in to another fine episode of the GYSD podcast this week. Tune in every week and continue to get your shit together with myself, Kyle Reed, your man, Glenn Rux, and Rohit Rohila. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 